Eh, just as long as you don't pronounce the K, you're it's all good, baby. Hanami. 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 If you want to be ethnically appropriate. Chris Hanami. Perfect. That's the way to do it. Thank you. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Stab. Oh my God. Welcome. Welcome to Stab. Welcome to Stab. Uh, we're here every Friday night here at 1710 Broadway at 10 o'clock-ish. It's 1024. We're just starting the show. But uh, these people didn't have any place to go anyway. Um, are you ready to meet your contestants? Christiana Dominguez. Oh, hey. Thank you. Thank you. Chris. Atami. 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 Lydia Manning. Lydia Manning. Whoa. And Jesse Jones. Oh. Jesse, Jesse, oh, that's Jesse. that is strictly not necessary. And then um, I'm your host, uh, John Morris Ross the Fourth. No, please, please stop. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Welcome to Stab, everyone. Wasn't that fun? Woo! <laughs> the heart rate's up, huh? Huh? Cameron's not here, but the heart rates are still up. <laughs> He's a gorgeous man. Uh, let's talk it's, about it's the gorgeous true. people on stage right now. Christiana. Oh, hey. How are you? <laughs> good. We're going to meet you. Hi. <laughs> it's me. How are you? I'm good. That's good. I'm like springs in the air. Oh, are you I'm wanting psyched. to have more children? Is that what you mean by that? that no, not at all. What? Birds and the bees? Little fucking going no, on? No, I, I, I thought I might just like plant some flowers and shit. That works. Not in like a metaphorical sense. Just like an actual plant some... Right? Make the dirt pregnant. Yes. <laughs> That's what gardening basically is. But like in the kind of way that doesn't make your neighbors call code enforcement or the cops. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Okay. Chris, Tommy. Hey, baby. Khatami. Yeah, you Am got it. Am I saying it. it wrong? You're doing it perfectly, baby. Every time, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, baby. That's part of my thing. You're going to hate it by the end of this minute. <laughs> we're just going to be each other's baby? Yeah, baby. Where, so you're from, you're, you live in Portland. Where are you actually from? Uh, born in San Francisco, California. Oh, yeah. so you're, you're kind of back in your own stop, old stopping yeah. grounds, but not y- really. Yeah, kind of. You know, like a hop and a skip and a drive and a wait. Uh, 90 minute hop, skip and a yeah. Yeah, my my parents live up in Nevada City, so oh. uh, I visit them, and they have a puppy, and gotta come down here and do some funny. What's the puppy's name? Uh, Portland. <laughs> <laughs> it's really? a long story. It's a long sad story, and you don't want to know why. But uh, Portland is the name. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna make Chris cry on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so I'm from Portland and I'm visiting your wonderful city and uh, I'm so excited to stab. Welcome. Well, thank yeah. you for coming. Yeah. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Uh, we had to put our dog down yesterday. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. Next up. That's my sad story, too. <laughs> oh, dead dog buddies. Woof, woof. Boo, boo. You're depressing 20% of the audience. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, one person. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's been a bad dog issue week. Hey, all dogs go to heaven. We're the ones going to hell, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't get to see our dogs. They'll miss us. (laughs) Lydia, have any any dead animal stories for us? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, relate with Uh, us. No, I I drove all the way here from Portland, and I don't think I hit anything. That's good. That's good. How are the siskiyous? (laughs) That's the mountain you drove over on the way. Oh. That was... I thought that was like a slur or something. <laughs> <laughs> did, the, did the Siskiyous give you any trouble on the way in? Yeah. No, they were beautiful. All right. It was very, it was very pleasant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> swarthy Siskiyous. <laughs> <laughs> Shifty-eyed Siskiyous. Can he say that? <laughs> I'm a Siskiyous. Well, I can say it. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. yeah. 60% Siskiyous. 
All right. <laughs> you don't look like it. Yeah. Now no. I actually think I it might be an Indian tribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Shit. Accidentally racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for being here, Lydia. Thank you for having me, Stab. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Hey. How are you? I'm fine. You know those th- those two are here for uh, like a purpose. They're not just That's business. right. They are here. Yeah. They're on a sh- they're doing a show here tomorrow called Ooh. Spec Script. Yeah. yeah it's baby. a pod live podcast oh, where they take right. a spec script of an existing uh, television show mm-hmm. and they have a local person write that spec script yes. for that show that's never seen the show. Yeah. So tomorrow's uh, episode is on Cheers. Claim. Which is weird that a person has never seen Cheers. <laughs> that's it's just too much, too, too much TV. Like I've actually only seen like three episodes of Cheers because I had to rewatch like that '70s show every day. <laughs> you know, like that was my thing. I was like, you know, this this Topher Grace is really gonna make it big <laughs> <All> one day. Then <laughs> Danny Masterson stole his. I uh, I was choosing not to make a Danny Masterson <laughs> okay. joke. Uh-huh. He's yeah. Scientologist and a bad. <laughs> yeah. Person. Anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, come back tomorrow, see that show. Yeah, Give it a listen on iTunes probably before you come check it out. And, yeah. And yeah. then uh, decide whether it's quality enough for to pay for yeah. live. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay, it good, is. good, good, good. <laughs> of course right. it is. Yeah, we get to hear Lydia on a bunch of those episodes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a good. Yeah. It's always good and it's always fun. And we've never had a bad episode because the one <laughs> bad episode was lost. We don't talk about it. <laughs> well, good. Well, let's go ahead and play Stab. We've also never had a bad episode. (laughs) 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 That's that's our that means we're gonna start the show. (laughs) Wait for it, and that's the end of that. All right, uh, this first segment's called reorganization. Uh, Please take the following acronym: reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, Being that today is National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. Mm Uh, today's acronym is STAB. Hmm. Jesse's, who's the mom or pop out of us? Hmm. We could both be mom. It's hard to say. Anyway, uh, what does STAB mean to you? John's the mom. I'm the mom. That's okay. Uh, What? I didn't like it's a bad thing to be a mom. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right. Uh, All right. Christiana, what does STAB mean to you? Much pressure being in the first chair. Um, oh, so... The first thing that came to mind, actually, um, true story. story. (laughs) Uh, I studied abroad in Spain Mm. in school, and I met, like, you know, as you do when you're studying abroad in school, like an amazing olive skinned Spaniard. (laughs) And uh, I tend to talk a lot, talk a lot with my hands. Yeah. And so when he'd had enough of it, it didn't seem like it was an annoying way to shut up on, but he would just say, shh, stop that amazing babble. Stop that amazing babble. Yeah, which <laughs> if you take the first letters of that, it's stab. Right. Yeah. Which is what I <laughs> repeatedly felt like doing when I couldn't get like a sentence out. Because he was always like, stop that. Because it's sexy the first couple times. And then it's not sexy anymore. It may be... To be hushed by a man. Yeah, like the first time it's cute, like in a movie, where it's like shh and they kiss, but in real life it gets pretty, it gets pretty tiring, <laughs> and then you can't say anything. Right. He didn't speak that much English anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you knew babble. It seems like an advanced word to know. It does. Very good. I don't know. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Christiana. Stop that amazing babble. Chris. Hey. What does STAB mean to you, S-T-A-B? Well, uh, hi, Mama and Papas of uh, STAB. This one actually is kind of related to you uh, and to my, to my brand, because I was thinking on the, way, <laughs> on the way down, like I was thinking of all the people I've seen uh, through my life, through watching television movies, and I, I don't think I've ever seen, seen one of these things, but I believe they exist. Because stab to me means somewhere there's a baby. <laughs> like, not in, uh, not in this room. I looked around. There are no babies. And I've never met a baby. And then I've never had anyone come up to me and say, I'm a baby. But they have to exist because we are theoretically people that were once babies. But the only babies I've ever seen have been, like, the one on Ally McBeal. That was a robot baby. Or a CGI baby. Or an American Sniper. Everyone here's favorite movie. Uh, where the baby 
was just a doll that they bought at a uh, Toys R Us. But somewhere, there's a baby. <laughs> and I want to find that baby. And I don't know what that will mean when we find it, but I think answers will exist within and without of that baby. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Christiana may have one in nine months. There you go. There we go. <laughs> She's... I'm dubious <laughs> that she knows where our baby is. I, I don't trust any of you in here. If there's one anywhere on my person, like that's a problem. <laughs> so. They could be real tiny. Who knows what a yeah. or big. Life begins at conception. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <no>. Lydia, <laughs> what does stat mean to you? Well, since you just got pretty political, <laughs> I'm going to get a little political right now. Stab stands for Stormtroopers Against Burning. <gasps> Okay. That's right. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. If you don't support Bernie, you are a dark side clone. <laughs> Sheep. <laughs> Which is similar to a clone. Ooh. You can't you can't you can't shoot a gun good yeah. if you don't support G- Bernie. But you shouldn't <laughs> shoot a gun anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Democrats? More like the Dempire. <laughs> Join the Rebel Alliance. Vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, very good. Very good. Hmm. <clears throat> Jesse, what does stab mean to you? Make it quick. <laughs> Getting... That is not going to happen. Take your time. <laughs> I apologize. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be your own boss. Make your own hours. And be fulfilled in whatever you set your mind to. At least I hope you do. Otherwise, you've come to the wrong fucking Doubletree Hotel conference room (laughs) on the wrong fucking day. I've done it. I've made the corporate world my bitch. I put a collar on it. I walk it twice a day. And I make it pick up its own shit. Because I'm the alpha. Yeah. And the world is a beta cuck Because I said it was And who's the world going to listen to Not me I don't think so and I'm here today to give you that kind of power <sighs> Do you think I was born with fancy cars And hot and cold running pussy closets Bullshit My kids will be But then I'll take it away from them The second they understand what's happening and tell them if they want to live like daddy boner jams they'll have to take my fucking seminar and learn for themselves my 77 keys to unlocking mind shattering social power just like I did yeah that's right I traveled back in time to teach myself these rules because it meant so much to me to become that kind of success I broke all laws of man science and man science to make myself awesome 15 years earlier than I was already gonna be the first most important rule and the absolute truth other 70s based on is one simple powerful one syllable action verb stab S break all your goals down into simple steps Steps even a fuck-up like you can master. T. Now that you have a simple strategy, you need to take targeted actions to attack said simple goal steps. A. None of the greatest ideas in the entire history of existence mean fucks not unless your simple targeted plan includes actionable steps to make them a reality. B. Finally, And most importantly to any successful business plan, bees! (laughs) I owe the entirety of my success to the proper utilization and precise deployment of my army of well-cared-for, cared-for, and fiercely loyal bees! Got a product or service you want people to run towards? Bees! Got a competitor you want to drive business away from? Bees! (laughs) Does your product or service employ the colors yellow or black? Bees! Does it somehow involve honey or drones or some sort of matriarchy? Bees! <laughs> Few things work better or more versatile than a sun-blotting swarm of territorial bees. <laughs> so remember, if you take home just one thing from this seminar, let it be stabbed. Simple, targeted, actionable bees. And let that be the only thing you take home with you. 
Because if I find even a single bee missing after you've all filed out of here, know that we will find you, and we will rescue our friend. Bees! <laughs> Very good. That was reorganization. That brings us to our next segment. <laughs> called the Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please compose three haiku in regard to the following story. Uh, headline, employee loses $1.9 million bullying case after claiming his boss farted on him maliciously. Yeah, real story. Uh, an Australian man who has lost his $1.8 million, uh, $1.9 million, um, in New Zealand <laughs> dollars, <laughs> um, workplace bullying case after claiming his supervisor, supervisor farted on him maliciously. Uh, 15 witnesses were called to testify during the 18-day trial at the Victoria Supreme Court. Uh, David Hinkst uh, claimed his supervisor, Greg Short, abused and farted on him um, during his time at the Construction Engineering Australia uh, from 2008 to 2009. According to Mr. Hinks, Mr. Short would often lift his bum and fart in his direction, which Mr. Hinks said resulted in depression, anxiety, and physical injuries. Uh, the court heard about the one incident where he confronted Mr. Short with a can of deodorant and labeled him Mr. Stinky. That happened. That was all in the news uh, over there. Uh, let's hear three haiku in regard to that story, one at a time. We'll start with you, Christiana. He comes in nightmares. <laughs> Don't you point that thing at me. Too late. He pointed. <laughs> Very good. Chris, your first one. Oh, so this is how we do it. All right. Um, that fart damaged me. Had to sue for justice. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Rigged system, I lose. <laughs> Very good, Chris. Lydia? Asked for Friday off. <laughs> My boss looked at me and said, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Jones. That was five. <clears throat> that was first, five. Yeah. That was five syllables. I first is titled A Joyous Sound. This case is dismissed, as there is no such thing as a malicious fart. <laughs> Very good. Christiana, you're second of three. Some poor attorney had to write briefs for this crap. Oops. Uh, I mean these farts. <laughs> Very good. Chris? Fifteen betrayed me. All of you are class traitors. <laughs> He'll fart on you, too. <laughs> Very good. Lydia? Uh, this one is titled, Oh, you think you've had a hard time in Australia? Well, let me tell you about my day. <laughs> <laughs> Rough day down under. A dingo ate your baby. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Four syllables. Four. four. That was four. <laughs> Jesse? My second is titled A Foul Wind. <laughs> I feel a warm breeze. Windows closed. It's December. Oh, God damn it, Greg. <laughs> Very good. And the third of three highbrow haikus. <laughs> oh, I saved the highest brow for that. Oh, the gas we passed. <laughs> Toot, 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 toot. <laughs> Better out than in. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Chris? Uh, my third one is, as I already wrote it, uh, for the title um, is uh, Gasatine. Um, silent but deadly, both farts and the working class. R.I.P. Your ass. <laughs> Very good. Lydia? All right, my final poem is titled. <laughs> okay. Naturally. I don't like fart jokes. I know I'm better than this. 
not proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jesse. Third is titled Men at Work. <laughs> Can't you hear? Can't you hear the thunder? It came from the land down under. <laughs> Very good. That, that was the Topical Haiku Challenge. Very good. <laughs> Technically a found poem. That was right. Wasn't flatulence? Yes. 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 Malicious flatulence? Yes. It's too many syllables. <laughs> malicious. Malicious. Seven. Malicious. 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 Yeah. Oh, there you go. Dude. Very good. That was fun. Was it not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us to our third well, we of five. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to our third of five segments uh, called This Was Today Once. Uh, Christiana. Today is the day of the young combatant in Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what today is. Yep. Uh, also on this very date. Uh, in 1852. 1852. I got you. Thank you. Ohio makes it illegal for children under 18 and women to work more than 10 hours a day. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two things all mixed up together? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, I, I mean, basically, I use the day of the young combatant is like a threat to anybody who tries to overturn child labor laws. (laughs) Like, if you piss them off, they will riot, and then our dictator leader will have to shoot them. It's not a commentary. That's what happened in Chile. It was a dictator. It's not like a Trump thing. Just saying. (laughs) Um, Although, you know, really, like, I get it that they made laws in 1852 that say that children and women can't work more than 10-hour days, but it's for pay, right, ladies? Does our emotional labor ever stop? No. Second shift is real. We come home from work. Who's taking care of most of the shit? It's us. So thanks, I guess. Now we can't get paid for more than 10 hours a day. We just have to do that shit for free. <laughs> yeah! Oh, oh. Very good. Oh. Still need that pen. Very good. My ex-wife making a scene on the show today. <laughs> making an appearance. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I know you guys are like which ex-wife, John? <laughs> the second <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Chris, on this date, 1886, John Pemberton brews the first batch of Coca-Cola in a backyard in Atlanta. Uh, also on this very date, 1968, New Zealand actress Lucy Lawless was born. How'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Okay, John, well, let me tell you what I did today. First, what I did, what I did, what I did is I took the original recipe of Coca-Cola, and I was like, baby's going to party with this. Isn't that right, mama? That's what I call myself. Baby calls himself mama. So I made the original recipe of Coca-Cola, and it was great. It was really great. It was really great. Finished my screen fave, finished my novel, made a second novel. It sucked, okay? Threw it out, burned it. Then I said, hey, what am I going to do? I'm going to watch some Xena. You know what? Xena was great. It was amazing. Better than Hercules. Fuck Kevin Sorbo. He's in a bunch of Christian movies now. What's the deal, bro? Andromeda was good. Now you're in Christian movies? Get out of here, Kevin. Kevin Sorbo, Sor- no. I'd eat Sorbet over eating Kevin Sorbo. Anyway, Lucy Lawless is great in Xena. So I was like, hey, what else is she in? She's in Spartacus. That show is great. She's great in it. What? She was in Battlestar Galactica season two and three and a little bit in four? Yeah. I'm watching those two. I'm watching those two. I'm watching those two. What? She's in the Ash vs. Evil Dead. Watch that. In the code? Yeah, watch that. Salem? Watch that. Wasn't about the capital of Oregon, where I'm from. Uh... <laughs> Wow, she's great. She's great. She's in Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec 2. You know what? She's also in Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man. You know, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Pretty good, pretty good. You know, and Willem Dafoe, they cut out the scene with 9-11. Uh, you know, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, uh, you know, it makes sense that she was in it because, you know, Sam Raimi produced Xena and Hercules, but she was both in, and Sam Raimi also made, what did he make? Spider-Man, am I right? <laughs> so into the Spider-Verse, baby, I watched that. I was like, what, multiverses? Maybe there's a universe where I know Lucy Lawless, and we're friends. Maybe I could tell her that I am sorry because, you know what? She was great. She was great in Xena, right? Yeah. She was great in Battle Star Galacto. Right, yeah, she was great in Salem. I don't know. I was asleep. Uh, it was amazing. It was great. You know what? 
She has never won an award. I don't know for sure if that's true, but I didn't look. But you know what? I know it in my heart. She's never won an award. And you know what? You know, move over, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Give your Tony Awards to her. You know, move over, you know, Ariel Sharon, you know. And, you know, give your Nobel Peace Prize to her because she was peacefully patient when we were letting her down. We, America, Americans, we failed Lucy Lawless. We failed her. She should be president. She should be emperor. She should be able to kill one person a day if she wants to. You know, you know we you know what you know we owe her an apology we owe her a chant so i say lucy you say lawless lucy 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 marry me Alrighty then very good very good not a word of that written down that was amazing it's written in the words of my soul oh he wrote it very good Lydia, on this date, 1984, the Baltimore Colts load its possessions into 15 Mayflower moving trucks in the early morning hours and transfer its operations to Indianapolis. Uh, also on this very date, 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberger convicted of spying. Uh, how'd you celebrate these two things all mixed up? You want to hear about my day? Uh, yeah. Do you want just the highlights or all of it? <laughs> Strap in, you're going to get all of it. <laughs> 4.20 a.m. Nice. <laughs> I'm still asleep. What am I, a barista? <laughs> 6 a.m. I had that dream again. I don't know what it means. We're back together. I can't see your face, but I know the feeling of your presence, like a soothing yet eerie chill. My heart is racing, but at the same time, I've never felt more calm. We're flying, we're falling, floating, swimming, drowning. I look up and I can no longer see the surface, can no longer even feel you next to me. I stop struggling, let the ocean take control of my body, its salty sickness filling me until I'm on the verge of bursting. And all I can hear is your voice in my head sweetly whispering, the horse is a bear. 6.01 a.m. <laughs> Whoa, I'm awake, up and at him. <laughs> get up, I do 11 push-ups, because even though Obama couldn't take these guns, atrophy is real. <laughs> 9 a.m. Breakfast at Papa John's with Uncle Peyton. That's right. Former Colts quarterback and my favorite uncle, Peyton Manning. Now, uh, we do this once a month, but I didn't remind Uncle Peyton that we were meeting today. But if I know Uncle Peyton, I know one thing. Uh, he'd never forget. 9-11 a.m. I walk into Papa John's and I don't see Uncle Peyton. He must be in the back. Being a brand ambassador for a successful pizza franchise keeps him pretty busy. I go into the back of the Papa John's and I see Uncle Peyton. He's training a new employee who bears an uncanny resemblance to Vladimir Putin. I've always been curious about the ins and outs of Papa John's. Peyton's always so discreet about his personal pan life. <laughs> this is my chance to learn. 9.15 a.m. Watch and eavesdrop. Peyton speaks. Now remember, Vlad, you've really got to flatten that dough. Just like when we used our Russian ties and global power to flatten the Democrats' chances of winning the 2016 presidential election and the Carolina Panthers' chance of winning the 2016 Super Bowl in the same year. <laughs> then you spread the sauce, which is just like spreading lies about your political opponents. Vlad laughs. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, former NFL star Peyton Manning. 2016 sure was a good year for the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> 9.30 a.m., blackout. 4.20 p.m. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Come to. I find myself in a cage made of pizza boxes. Uncle Peyton, I say. What's going on, I say. 4.20 p.m. to 7 p.m., lots of exposition. <laughs> Peyton admits to being in collusion with the Russian government. 
to rig U.S. elections and Super Bowls for years. 7.11 p.m. after a long heart-to-heart -heart with my uncle, I decide I'm not super into American football <laughs> or American politics. And I promise not to tell anyone Uncle Peyton's secret. 10.53 uh, p.m. Uh, just told the audience of staff <laughs> Uncle Peyton's secret. <laughs> Very good, Lydia. Very good. I'll never watch that commercial again the same. <laughs> Jesse Jones yep. on this date, 1792. King Gustav III of Sweden dies after being shot in the back at midnight at a midnight masquerade ball at Stockholm's Royal Opera 13 days earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, he is succeeded by Gustav IV, Adolf. That's what's his name. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, also on this date, 1987 at WrestleMania 3, 93,173 people watch Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two events all put together? Uh, by risking anyone getting any of these references. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that King Gustav III, while wearing a mask, was blindsided by three other guys in black masks, only to be replaced by Gustav IV, almost perfectly echoing the build-up to WrestleMania III just 196 years later. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> Just like how the breakup of the Rockers coincidentally repli replicates almost verbatim a well-publicized incident in Dayton, Ohio, where Orville Wright kicked his brother Wilbur through a barbershop window in 1911. <laughs> Somebody's going to love that reference. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this Gustav thing is just like how in 1986, after Andre the Giant was suspended by WWF President Jack Tunney for no-showing tag team matches against King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd, there was suddenly the appearance of a mysterious masked man calling himself Giant Machine, a 7'5", 500-pound masked wrestler who later went on to team with Hulk Machine. Another flimsily disguised wrestler who, despite his vehement and repeated protestation, Bobby the Brain Heenan could not convince anyone were, in fact, just Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan in masks, conveniently dodging their legitimate suspensions. <laughs> I can't make words. <laughs> so I think what I'm saying, if I'm saying anything at all, is the Stockholm screw job is still being talked about today. <laughs> And if Gustav III had just done business on the way out and dropped the strap like he should have, then they wouldn't have had to scramble and push 14-year-old Gustav IV to the moon like they did. If they'd just followed the example set by Mr. Wrestling 2 in the mid-70s in All South, then Gustav IV wouldn't have gotten squashed so hard by Monster Heel Napoleon at Finish War 08. <laughs> Man, late 70s, early 80s, historical reenactment, professional wrestling storylines were amazing. I don't even have time to get into the, the perfect Ric Flair, Alexander the Great allegory and how the boxing match between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. T in WrestleMania 1 perfectly recreated the 1815 Battle of New Orleans. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So many, so many dead people in that story. Oh, that's... Oh, you didn't have to point that out. Sorry. But yes, Sorry. most of those people are dead. Yes. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's still alive. Jack Tunney is not doing well. I'm sure he died a while ago. Okay, uh, this brings us to our fourth uh, segment of the evening. Fourth of five. We're almost done. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Uh, called Write an Erotic Poem About It. Uh, please have written an erotic poem in regard to the following. Christiana... Uh, let's hear your erotic poem about table tennis. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. There once was a game called table tennis that one shouldn't play with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but dude took out his dong and popped on a song. It was foreigners. I want to know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. I loved the shrug after. Very good. Very good. Chris. 
Let's hear an erotic poem about uh, the military. Ooh, the military. Um, before I, uh, we do this, I just want to say I, uh, in like in in high school, I I was a poser in the uh, San Francisco Slam poetry community. Uh, so this is kind of a dream come true. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I get to use all the all the stuff I learned from Very youth good. speaks. Uh, <laughs> Feel feel free to please snap. Uh, please snap. <laughs> oh yeah, my poem is titled "Who Can Resist a Bad Boy in Uniform." Who can resist a bad boy in uniform? Most give nothing. Some give a little. You gave all. I never served. But I wish I could serve you what you deserved. <laughs> you, you, you. I'd serve you with a thank you. Bravery, <laughs> honor, and pride. <laughs> I wish I could share your ride. <laughs> I may not like your politics. I am Iranian after all. Hot, heat, sweaty, swelter, passionate, passionate fire, desire. You go to the desert when you are my dessert. <laughs> you are the sweetest desire. The desert is dry, but I, 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 I am sopping wet. <laughs> you do terrible things for my freedom. <laughs> and I'll do terrible things. To your sweet bum. <laughs> Please snap. <laughs> but who can resist a bad boy in uniform? I know you hate me. That makes me want you more. I know you hate my Persian blood. Well, let my Persian rug cover your pelvic floor. <laughs> we are at war. But who can resist a bad boy in uniform? <laughs> Black, flag, white, letter, stark, Bold ISIS. <laughs> you may be kicked out of Syria. Well, my door is like my relationship, open and covered in lead paint. <laughs> you are throngs of angry young men traumatized by Western aggression that sees no end. But I will turn that erection. Damn it! <laughs> I will turn that aggression. <laughs> On to my erection. <laughs> I wrote that mistake. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to start a revolution, but a sexual revolution. When we find seclusion and you cover me in your carnal solution would be the ultimate brofusion. <laughs> I know Persia and the West both make you mad, but this Persian from the West would be the best you ever had. Aladdin's coming out, so damn, let's rub our lamps till something comes out. My man. <laughs> Sounds like a date for us to mate. Just got to check with the news and up. Uh, ooh, what's this? Your membership's down? Ooh. I do a lot of jokes, but I'm no clown. Isis, you're yesterday. I'm off to Ireland because the IRA is back in a big way. Because who can resist a bad boy in uniform? And I'm after some lucky charms. <laughs> Please snap. <laughs> Please snap. Very good. Very good, Chris. Very good. <laughs> All right. Lydia. I'm good. <laughs> Let's hear your erotic poem in regard to forgiveness. All right. Uh, this poem is called Come On, Bro. I'll be the second to admit, as a friend, I've not been great. But dude, I said I'm sorry. Be cool if you'd reciprocate. <laughs> not trying to relieve myself of guilt, that's not what this is about. I just want you to feel good, bro. <laughs> Take that grudge and just pull out. <laughs> this anger you hold deep inside, it's throbbing in your soul. It's not weakness to let go, man, bruh. You're strong, you're ripped, you're swole. <laughs> I see your body shaking now, engorged with so much rage. 
You hear the words I'm saying, but you don't want to engage. You bottle your emotions, push them deeper, deeper. Oh! <laughs> but even though we're fighting now, you'll always be my bra. <laughs> so give it to me straight, dude. I can take it. I'll be fine. Just lift that weight right off your chest and shoot it onto mine. <laughs> take it off, all this resentment. It'll be good for your health. But if you can't forgive me, bro, I'll just go forgive myself. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Uh, an erotic poem in regards to small things. Yeah. Uh, it turned out this also became an erotic poem about uh, yard sales at the same time. So, Okay. All right. <clears throat> I can't help but yawn at most of the things on your lawn. <laughs> Ragged recliners, used angle grinders, old, <laughs> old three-ring binders, broken stud finders. <laughs> A box of PVC pipe connectors, sandy old metal detectors, windshield sun reflectors, novelty FBI t-shirts for female body Inspectors. <laughs> Everyone else here can just have that all. What I'm looking for is everything small. And then to my surprise, from the corner of my eyes, I realize I've found my prize. I just can't hold back. I can feel my lips smack as I launch my attacks on your display of knickknacks. Hachi machi, would you look at all those tchotchkes? <laughs> A sandwich bag full of plastic barrettes. Yeah, that's the stuff. You can sure bet. A micro recorder with mini cassettes. Now that's exactly what I'll certainly get. Glass beads, saxophone reeds, a mason jar filled with poppy seeds. These are all what daddy needs. <laughs> I just want to scream. I nearly cream my jeans when I spot your box of micro-machines. <laughs> when I get home, I'm going to make a mess of these assorted action figure accessories. Won't even try to haggle for this armful of treats that I bought me. I can hardly focus the whole drive home. Oh, I'm going to be just so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh my God. That was right an erotic poem about it. This uh, brings us to our final segment of the evening. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, called Movie Makeup. Uh, please compose a. Please have composed. Don't do it right now. Uh, please have composed a synopsis based on the following made up movie titles. Uh, note all movie titles are brought to you by WordCounter.net's random word generator. So we're going to start with you, uh, Christiana. Right. The name of your movie is called Crib Crosses. Crib Crosses. Just in time for Easter, Fathom Events presents a heartwarming tale of love, family, and redemption. Formerly starring Lori Laughlin, but now starring Candace Cameron Bure and Zac Efron, <laughs> Crib Crosses is the tale of one plucky mom's rise to stardom on the Insta Mom small business channels. <laughs> she endeavors to take religious Etsy by storm, selling her crib crosses. Crosses for cribs made of cribs. <laughs> cribs of babies born, cribs of babies yet to be. Definitely not of cribs never to be because it's Candace Cameron Beret. She wouldn't do that kind of film. <laughs> crib crosses. They burned bright but short. They inspired a movement and are now available at a Goodwill near you. <laughs> Very good. Crib crosses. Very good. Chris, the, oh. name of, the name of your movie is called Tangy Juvenile. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Imagine ants marching by uh, Dave Matthews playing for the synopsis. I forgot <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, you got my hopes up so much, wonderful person who I've not met yet. Hi, I'm Chris, by the way. Okay, <laughs> uh, oh, well, cool. Oh, yeah, I'd love I to. mean, I think this vamping might give John enough time. All right, well. To pull it up. Yeah. Call me. YouTube. Oh. Hold on, it's coming. John, keep, up the banter, keep up the banter. Keep up the banter. It's like we're the people oh, that actually she's got a, defeated the Third has, Reich because we're Stalin. She has a Dave shirt on. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> it's like a second skin. Her Dave shirt. Thank you for indulging me. Oh no! I want. All right. I mean, I had it. Just for the record. Sorry. I could have kept going. It's Meet fine. Jeff, a tangy juvenile, probably in high school, maybe 42. Jeff is the star of Harmony Corinne's new movie, Tangy Juvenile. <laughs> Jeff is a smelly, nasty, stanky boy, uh, that friend that you have that you always hang out with, but you don't know how you met him. Jeff never changes his shirt, but always wears different sweatpants. <laughs> Jeff has his own bathroom with a toilet he never cleans and a bath mat made of pubes. They're not his. <laughs> Jeff only smokes spliff. If he hands you a bowl of weed, somehow it will become a spliff. Check your cigarettes right now, stab audience. They spliffs. <laughs> Jeff lives with his parents, who are rich, weirdly hot, maybe divorced, and also not real. Also, <laughs> Jeff's other friends scare you. One of them is definitely in the Savak, an Iranian secret intelligence group. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, his diet is 100% microwaved ground turkey. Don't eat that, Jeff. Every room in his house is a bedroom. He's been dating the same girl for years, and yet he's never introduced you to her. Jeff. This tangy juvenile smells like a barrel of apples you lost in a haunted swamp. <laughs> but now Jeff is the president of America. That's it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I got to work out a lot of demons of a roommate I had. <laughs> Very good. Lydia, please hold. <laughs> There we go. The name of your movie is called Judge Mice Flower. Judge Mice Flower. Coming straight to VHS <laughs> in the year 2022. <laughs> Have you ever wondered who solves the legal disputes between rodents in the garden? <laughs> Judge Mice Flower! <laughs> She's a mouse and also a badass. <laughs> Judge Mice Flower. <laughs> she plays by her own rules, and her rule is law. <laughs> Judge Mice Flower. <laughs> We're about to rule on rodent versus Wade. <laughs> Judge Mice Flower <laughs> The movie's so unsuccessful We are already working on the porn parody <laughs> Looks like these girls were capybarely legal <laughs> Another rodent joke <laughs> My ex-boyfriend's celebrity crush Amy Adams is <laughs> Judge Mice Flower! <laughs> Zach, will you come see my movie? <laughs> Zach, I was supposed to be writing a synopsis of this movie. And all I could think of was your sweet, sweet, beautiful face, your beautiful voice, your delicious lips, and how amazing. A, it would be to just sit next to you on your couch, <laughs> pop in a movie, and watch Judge My Flower. <laughs> Dude, take me back, please. <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> Judge My Flower. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. The name of your movie, <clears throat> Lucky Stitch Neck. Yeah. Lucky <laughs> Stitch Neck. 
Lucky Stitchneck <laughs> is a B-grade reimagining of the story of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein as a noir gangster flick released in February 1954. In this incarnation, Frankenstein, or as he was known in the underworld, Frankenstein's monster, or as he was known in the criminal underworld, Frankie Bolts, <laughs> Patchwork Frank, Francis Olive Skin, Freddy Other People's Parts, <laughs> Flat Top Franklin, Francesco Six Thumbs, or Lucky Stitch Neck, <laughs> sets out to make a name for himself, running illegal booze, strangling villages, and avoiding fire <laughs> to build himself a budding criminal empire before ultimately building himself a dame to share it with. Bouffant Graveheart. <laughs> then, just as it looks like the sky ain't even the limit for old rock crotch Frank and Eddie, <laughs> everything starts to go shithouse when he runs afoul of not only Drakey Two Fangs, but the rest of the bosses in town. Manny Full Moon Wolfetti, Tony See-Through, <laughs> the Soggy Creep, Blake Lagoon, <laughs> Bandage Face Tut Mummy, <laughs> Bob the Blob Blobini, <laughs> and the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> but for a guy who's really just a bunch of other guys who's already been dead once already, it's going to take a lot more than a couple spooky mooks to send shivers down his recycled spine. But then, hey, oh, what's this? Hold on to your coffin lids. Because all of a sudden, all the bosses got to quick put the differences aside when the newly appointed director of the Supernatural Crimes Task Force, Vinnie Helsing, launches his own special personal <laughs> war on organized monster crime. <laughs> Lucky Stitch Neck. Coming to AMC this fall. AMC, you like zombies. Frankenstein's kind of like a zombie. <laughs> Watch this fucking thing then. <laughs> that is stab. Uh, one more time for the comedians you saw this evening. Cristiano Dominguez. Chris Rotami. Lydia Manning. And Jesse Jones. If you'd like to hear one of our many uh, other episodes, go to one of our outlets uh, like iTunes. Uh, we also have some clips on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. Have a good night. <laughs>